Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Got a lot to get to in this final hour of the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We don't have a lot of time to do it, but we're going to make it do what it do because that's what we do around here. Damon Cotton and your boy Q. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports will join us at 4.30 to talk all things LV Aces as they'll be in action this evening and they'll be taking on the Sparks and they're trying to snap a two-game losing streak. And normally you'd say it's only a two-game losing streak. Not a big deal. I'll tell you, the way that the Aces have been playing lately, and especially in that last game that they played on Saturday, they went on, had a lot of turnovers had a lot of possessions where it was just empty possessions. You go, you see him go down the court and just make some bad, take some bad, bad shots. I saw uh, Kelsey Plum basically turn around and almost throw it over her head, and like she was trying to make a layup over it. Just it looked like it was a bunch of discombobulated just play. It just was not good. And uh, they've, they've got to be able to clean that up. So they got the Sparks tonight. And the Sparks aren't a very good team, but it doesn't matter. You know, I didn't think that the Mystics were that great of a team either. And they gave them the business. They beat them. Uh, even though the Aces were able to force overtime, they lost that in overtime. So uh, we'll see what happens. They don't have Chelsea Gray tonight. That's going to be a big deal. That's a general of their, their, uh, their team. That's, uh, that's a huge loss right there. So a lot of heavy lifting for the one Jackie Young. And we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, also, this is in from Shams. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving is opting into his $37 million player option for the 2022-23 season. Uh, Irving is bypassing on multiple opt-in and trade scenarios to fulfill his four-year commitment to the Nets and Kevin Durant. Uh, I thought that that was a scenario. A sign-and-trade was going to be a possibility. It looks like that uh, Kyrie Irving has realized not too many teams want him except for the Lakers, and the Lakers didn't have enough to give the Nets that they actually wanted in return. So it looks like Kyrie Irving's going to be in Brooklyn. I'm sure he's going to be running side-by-side with Kevin Durant, but this whole situation, man, doesn't look like it's a recipe for anything positive when it comes to the Nets. They're a mess. I don't think their coach is a good coach for them. I don't think Steve Nash is the right guy, but that's just me. Ben Simmons, who knows if we'll ever see him on the court again. Kyrie Irving, you know, there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot that people don't like about him. I know that when he's on the court, he's one of the best at it. He can create a shot from a phone booth if he has to. I mean, he could do anything he wants to on the court. He's just got to be locked in and be ready to go, and that's always going to be the question around Kyrie. I've had many arguments about him or not, if he's the guy, if he's not the guy. On the court, there's not too many that are better than him in the game. It's just as simple as that. But, again, you just have to wonder what you're getting when you have Kyrie Irving. One of my favorite parts about this, because people always like to speculate because it's just so fun who's going where. He might opt out. You know, he's a wild card. He might opt out and just go play for the Lakers for the mid-level exception, about $6 million. Come on, man. Don't nobody want to play with LeBron that bad that they're turning down $30 million. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that as a possibility either, but – you know, again, Kyrie's a different cat, and so, uh, you know, he might have done whatever he had to do to prove a point and just get out of Brooklyn. I don't know, but obviously uh, he's getting that money. Exactly, $30 million, come on, yeah. $36 million. Right, I'm not mad at all. Go get your money, and I'm interested to see what happens. Because, look, if he played all of last year, they obviously win a lot more games, and they don't have that seeding that they had, and they don't face Boston in the first round of the playoffs. So most likely they continue to move on, right? So uh, if there's no – 
vaccination, any kind of requirements there, I think that he has, they have a good chance of going out there and being uh, the team that they expect to be. But, again, it all depends on what you get from Ben Simmons and, you know, if Steve Nash can figure out a way to put it all together. Now, we want to take your calls and texts as well, 702-365-9200 in the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. A couple of texts I want to get to real quick. Uh, Damon, welcome back. We all missed you. Time to get back to work. Sincerely, Kayla, Momentum, Roller Skates, and Never Take Sand to the Beach. Cheers, Sir Whiskey Ray. P.S. I'm still recovering from my quick Vegas trip. Shout out to the Bellagio, Cosmopolitan, Craps Table, and all the bars that I consume tasty liquor at. So, uh, Sir Whiskey Ray was living up to his name, man. Sir Whiskey Ray, he got his uh, shine on while he was here in Las Vegas. And so, uh, shout out to you, my man. I'm glad that you made it back home safe, and I'm glad you had a good time. And for the sounds of it, sounds like you had a hell of a time here in Las Vegas. Also, got a text from Rob in Oakland. Keekley's eruption into tears may have been due to Suedo Bullbar Bullbar effect. I don't even know what that means, but I know that, that I, I've heard that. I heard what you what, what you're talking about there, uh, and I remember that was a big deal that time when he did erupt into tears. I just don't exactly remember what it does. He says there's a spe- there's a specific brain network that makes us feel and express emotion. These parts take inputs from the environment and are connected with the rest of the brain. Man, Robin Oakland, you're a smart dude. You got this all the way broke down. Sometimes this special network becomes disconnected from normal inputs and it becomes unregulated, leading to emotional outbursts. This can happen in Parkinson's, Lou Gehrig's disease, dementia, and multiple, uh, and multiple sclerosis. sclerosis. In, in Keekley's case, it looks like brain trauma may have triggered that emotional outburst, which, again, goes back to all the concussions that Keekley had throughout the course of his career. But, yeah, I remember when that happened, just to put it in a nutshell, uh, and, and that was a great breakdown, Rob. Sorry, Sorry I don't. I don't, uh, I don't break it down quite as well as you do, but uh, you, you gave us a good description of everything that it meant. But uh, I remember when it happened, man, it was scary. It really was because you just didn't know what was going on with them on the, on the field. You're just like, man, this is not good. You know I mean? You just know that, that there was something massive going on with him when that happened. So, uh, Rob, thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see. One more. Uh, this is from Raider Love. Uh, the young lady in Oakland, she says, welcome back, Damon. We miss you. I hope continue. I hope Q continues to give you the respect you deserve. <laughs> I, got, I think I give him all the respect. I think I give him more right. than – I think I give you more than enough respect. <laughs> Don't pop up his head anymore. The check's in the mail. Thank you. Right, exactly. Now now his head's really going to be swollen. Don't do that to me. Man, how much do I got to counter, counterpay to get, get you come back down to earth? Unbelievable. Thanks, Thanks, Raider Love. <laughs> Appreciate you. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Juan the Smasher. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? What's going on? Chilling, man. Chilling. Hey, man, I just want to wish my daughter a happy six-year-old birthday. Nice. Yeah, yeah. My little princess turned six today. And also um, the, the logo with the two swords, that's all right. But, you know, I, I would like to see the Raiders wear all black uh, uniform one time. You know what I'm saying? Like all black, black jerseys, black yeah. pants, and yeah. black helmet. That'll be sick. And then as for as for the car, with him filling with it with a chip under his shoulder, it's, it's always going to be like that because they don't like us because we're Raiders. But you know what? I can't stand the Chiefs. <laughs> and then and this is the year we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna smash those fools. I can I can see it because I'm I'm tired of them. Q. Let's go Raiders. There he goes, Juan the Smasher. Hey, happy birthday to your daughter, man. That's cool. Six years old, happy birthday to her. Wish her a, a big happy birthday from all of us here at Radio Nation Radio 920. And, look, I mean, if, if, it, 
Shakes out the way I, I picked it to shake out on the schedule. Somehow I, I had the Raiders uh, winning both games against the Chiefs this year. I know that's going to be tough, but they play week five, and I had them winning that one on the road. And then that week 18 game, I said that they had to win that one uh, in, their, in their playoff scenario that they were going to be in. Uh, again, this is just as I was going up and down the, the schedule, so I have them winning that one. So, uh, Juan, if I'm right, then, hey, you'll be happy because the Raiders have swept the Chiefs, and that's most likely not going to happen. I have no problem with saying I'm most likely going to be wrong with that situation, but – as I was going through the roster and going through the schedule, that's kind of how it all shook out for me. Let's get one more call in. How about ABA Ivan Davis? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's up, Demond? Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. But anyway, uh, I think you're right about uh, about the Chiefs. I just think that if that offensive line gets fixed, and I'm just just going to bank that the offensive line coaches are going to do their job and fix it somehow. That um, you just you're not going to be able to stop that offense. I mean, coordinators are going to be drinking vodka at the end of the night trying to figure out <laughs> what to slow down and, and what to give up. And even if you could stop the passing game, then the running game is just going to be wide open. Okay, so I mean, I think your predictions are correct. I'm going to be down there on the 11th, man, for, for a couple of days. Do, is, is the show shot live anywhere? Uh, very possible. We'll be out at Summer League for sure uh, between the 7th and the and the 19th. So, I mean, we'll be all around town, man. I'll let you know. Oh, okay. Well, yep. Uh, I'll be down there on July the 11th. So, I'll, I'll let you know. Thanks a lot, man. Go Raiders. There he goes. ABA Ivan Davis. Definitely appreciate the call, my man. Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be out and about somewhere. Uh, you know, that's getting close to close to the beginning of uh, training camp. You know, the rookies report on the 18th and the veterans report on the 20th. So that should be that should be fun, man. That's when it gets real, right? So we'll be out and about for sure. I don't know exactly where we'll be. Like I said, the one spot I do know at some point, I don't know exactly what date, I know we'll be at Summer League uh, at Thomas & Mack at some point. So I'll, I'll definitely keep you updated. You know, as soon as we're, we're out somewhere, we'll tell you where it's going to be because it's always fun being out and about and out of the studio. So uh, let's see, what time is it? 4-11. All right, let's take a quick reset. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get into this Kendrick Perkins versus Draymond Green. This is a scenario going on in the NBA, and I don't think I'm a big fan of it, but we'll tell you about it. We'll let you hear the audio. We'll let you hear the sounds of it next, and then we'll get to Paloma coming up at 4.30. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. There's no big secret to winning football. It's just doing what these guys do every game. Just go out and give it your best. Bottom line, I took a team to a Super Bowl and we won. I even had some guys on that team that nobody wanted. But we were a team. And that's what you guys are. You're a football team. That's kind of like a family. Except you get to hit each other. But you have to stick together. Do that, you'll be fine. Thanks, Mr. Madden. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 4.30, Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports. She'll join us to talk all things LV Aces. A little women basketball action. The Aces will be playing tonight against the Sparks. Needing to win. Needing to win. Want to snap that two-game losing streak that they're on right now. The first time they've been on a multiple-game losing streak throughout the course of the season. So we'll talk to Paloma coming up at 4.30. Now, there's a beef going on, and I really hate this. I hate this from both sides. Draymond Green, I'm a big fan of Draymond Green. I think he's a hell of a player. I don't mind him having a podcast. I don't mind him being very outspoken. I don't mind him calling people out. That's fine. 
But what I do mind is the way that he called out Kendrick Perkins. And it's not because I'm a huge fan of Kendrick Perkins, don't really care. But I just don't th- – I think there's certain lines that you don't need to cross. And I think Draymond Green did that. And then on the other side of this conversation, I, I, I don't like what Kendrick Perkins, his response. And you'll hear both. I think that his response, especially since he represents a brand, is not good. And I would say the same thing if DeMond made a response like this to anybody because he's representing us, regardless if it's his Twitter account or not, or he's not working while he does that, people are going to say, oh, that's DeMond from the radio station, or that's Q from the radio station. So sometimes before we press send, we need to think about what we do on uh, social media, and that's why you got to be very, very careful with social media. But apparently Draymond is the, and I put in air quotes, new media. That's what he's been calling himself for a while, the new media, where it's basically – Guys that have played the game so they know how to talk about the game. Where, look, I ain't played basketball. I ain't no professional. I ain't no professional in anything but on the radio. And I feel pretty good about my confidence level when it comes to talking about the game. I don't think you have to be a player or a former player to be able to talk about the game. But I understand the value in having a player talk about the game. It's just, it is, it's, it's, it's something. It's massive. It's just like having Lincoln on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's great to hear his insight because he's been in the trenches. Doesn't mean that we can't talk about sports and know what we're talking about as well. So Draymond Green basically called Kendrick Perkins out and uh, on one of his uh, episodes of the Draymond Green Show, his podcast, and that really started the whole beef. Well, here's Draymond Green talking about Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins, you act like this clown, and it's baffling to me. He could never be you. You know why he could never be you? Because he never done it. You go up here acting like him. You don't have to do that, buddy. You played. You did it. Go talk about it. Or can you not? I'd hope that you can. With all these hot takes you make, you should be able to. You don't have to act like that, my man. You don't have to go up there. You go from being enforcer to coon. How does that happen? At least you act like an enforcer. I didn't really ever take you for one. So there's Draymond Green talking about Kendrick Perkins, and he was doing fine up until he got the point of you went from being enforcer to coon. And I'll tell you, as a black man, nobody ever wants to be called a coon or say you're cooning or anything like that. It's just it's one of the most disrespectful things you can say. And Damon, I'm sure you could back me up 100% on that. 100%. That's where it comes from like now you're disrespecting him. And what you said about Perk's response, yeah, he represents Mickey Mouse with that Disney ESPN umbrella, but on the streets, let's just say it. I know we didn't got to take it there, but Kendrick Burke is like if he said that to his face if these guys aren't ESPN personalities, those are fighting words. No, that's, and that's fine. I just don't think it's a very good idea, and everyone will hear why in a minute from Kendrick Perkins, his response. Draymond was fine, and who he was talking about was Stephen A. Smith. He was basically saying, hey, you're acting like him. Stephen A. could never be you because he didn't play the game. And I'll agree that there's a lot of things that Stephen A. Smith says that I don't, I don't agree with him either. I don't really appreciate the whole I have to have a fight type situation. You know, I don't, I don't like that force manufacturer stuff. DeMond, I've told you, we ain't coming on this show having no fake debate just because it's, it's cute and that's what they do on first take. I ain't doing that. You want that, you can keep that on first take. I actually had a guy that I did a radio show with on Saturday night that thought he was going to do that first take stuff with me, and I was like, nah, buddy, this ain't that. And so that was one of the worst shows I've ever done because that's all he wanted to do. I uh, was not a fan of that. So I, I just I, I don't I don't like that. I don't I think it ruins sports talk radio because it's almost like everyone's waiting for for the fight. And then it's it's so fake that you're not really what are you getting from it? What are you getting from it except for a manu- manufactured argument? It's just I, I, to me it's not it's not what I like to do. I know some people they soak it in and they love it. 
I like to say what's what's real, what I believe. Even if I'm wrong, it's what I, I, I'm going to say, and I'm going to keep it that way. So Draymond's talking about Stephen A. and talking about Kendrick Perkins is acting a lot like him. Now, this was – this was the big blow-up where I think Kendrick Perkins, and I do think there's going to be ramifications from this. I don't think that this is going to go without someone, like you said, he works for Disney, saying something. I don't know what's going to happen. I have no insight to it. Nobody has told me anything, but I don't think this is going to fly without Kendrick Perkins at least getting sat down like, hey, dude, you can't let this happen again. But here's Kendrick Perkins' response to Draymond Green. Hey, Draymond, you good? The f*** wrong with you? Didn't you just win your fourth championship? What the f*** you worried about me for? What, you mad? You mad because I'm doing it my way and it's happened to work? I'm doing it my way. I ain't got to do it your way. I'm doing it my way. But look, forget the old media. Forget the new media. I'm going to stand by the old law, right? And the old law says, hey, man, all that disrespect and all that of calling somebody a coon, man, you got me f***ed up. Ain't nothing to coon about me. Ain't no cooning. Ain't none of that. Straight up. And here's the thing, right? We all know, dog. We all know. You all barking no bite. We know this. The NBA brothers know this. A lot of them that's talking behind you, behind your back with the whispers, they know this. They know you not going to do nothing. This is proven. This is facts. We know that. So, one, stop with all the tough talk. You can talk about me as an ESPN analyst. You can talk about my takes. You can talk about everything you want to do. I don't give a fuck about that. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to disrespect me and call me no motherfucking coon. And I'm going to stand on that. You talk about standing on something, I'm standing on that. That's what I'm not going to be, especially by you when we all know you're not going to do nothing. Let me try that wink again. You're not going to do nothing. And we know that. It's proven. We know that. We know you ain't going to bust a grape in a fruit fight. We know you ain't going to pour milk on cereal. We know you ain't going to listen to it go snap, crackle, or pop. We know that. But that cooning shit, man, you got me f***ed up. We can keep it entertainment. We can keep it ESPN. You can, whatever you want to do. But we ain't doing that coon shit, homeboy. Real talk. Carry on. So there's Kendrick Perkins' response. I don't, I don't blame him for being mad at all. I don't. Because I, I would be pretty fired up about it as well. I just don't think that putting a video, a two-minute video out on Twitter, that was not bleeped out. I mean, that was my work. And I'll tell you right now, I was sweating listening to that because I was, I was like, man, I hope I didn't miss one. I hope I didn't miss anything and DeMond was going to have to hit the dump button because uh, I just – I mean, I'm serious. Even though you know you did it, I did it myself. So I, I trust my own work. It's still – I was like, man, a part of me is like, oh, this <laughs> – if one of them slipped by me and I just didn't happen to hear it, I'm going to be in trouble. I just don't think that that was a great response. I understand why he did it. But this is a, a situation, and look, I don't know how much of this is manufactured. I don't know how much of this is BS, but it's definitely not a good look for either guy. Draymond should definitely not have gone out and, and called Perkins any kind of coon, any kind of sellout, any kind of anything that has to do with you know being racially motivated. It, just, it doesn't have to go there. You, could, you can tell someone that they're wrong or you don't like their takes or you don't agree with them, and you don't have to be that dude, right? And then Kendrick don't have to come back with that kind of response because even though I, I could look at it and I can laugh at what he said and the way he said it and said, man, he sounded like a tough dude, there's somebody that's in a position in an office that's way higher than any office I'll ever be in that's like, you know what? That's just an N-word being an N-word. 
And I promise you that's what they're saying. I promise you. And that's a problem because that's going to get him, that's going to get him into some, some mess. And so that could potentially mess with his money. That could potentially mess with what he's got going on. There's a lot of ramifications that could come from it. Again, I don't know, and I don't wish anything bad on anybody, but, man, I don't like it. I don't like it at all, and I think, think that it was out of, out of bounds for both those guys. Uh, and somehow, Damon, I don't know what it is, but they need to, they need to come together, and all this, all this stuff that's going on as far as, you know, Stephen A versus Skip right now, that's, that beef's been going on. All that stuff comes from – all that manufactured beef, and that's why, again, we don't have those manufactured beefs on the radio. This is that, that's that's bad. That's bad radio, as far as I'm concerned. I know it gets huge ratings. I know they make tons of money. I get it, but like the cats in the barbershop said over the weekend, man, those those cats are bad for bad for sports talk, bad for radio right now, and bad for uh, you know the 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 whole business that we're in because it just makes everything look and sound so fake. Yeah, with Draymond, I think that he's already trying to position himself to be the next Charles Barkley. Yeah. He's got a future contract with TNT whenever mm-hmm. he retires, but he's going about it the wrong way. Yeah. So Charles Barkley, there's also like he's likable. People want to hear what he says. He's entertaining. You just can't go out and trash everybody you don't like because they say things about your style of play or your game that you don't agree with. It's that difference between, oh, you say something I'm like, oh, you everybody's entitled to their own opinion too. I got to bury you now. Right. And then you're right. not going to last long with that. No, no, and again, especially with where he took it. You know what I mean? Again, you can, you can slam a dude for his takes. You can slam a dude for, you know, messing up here and there, whatever. That's fine. Look, we all have bad shows. I know that I do at times, and, and you know, the only thing I could do is, is come back and have a better show. But you ain't going to start, you know, disrespecting, or you shouldn't be disrespecting folks the way that Draymond uh, did with uh, Kendrick Perkins right there. So I completely understand why KP is upset and angry, but – just think it was a, a, a bad way, a bad look for him uh, in the way he retaliated, especially on Twitter with all the followers he has, knowing that regardless, he still represents a brand, which is ESPN. 427 is the time. When we come back, we'll talk to Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports, talking all things LV Aces. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Big Dub Raider chimed in, speaking on Draymond Green on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. When Draymond's speaking on the new media, he's talking to people not standing on their word when they say it. Kendrick does that a lot. That's true. But also, what he said about Kendrick was out of bounds. It was foul, and it should not have happened. And again, as a black man, if I don't care if you agree with me. I don't stand on anything. I don't care if I don't stand on anything. There's no reason to be called out of pocket like uh like draymond dick hendrick so uh thank you for that text my man i do appreciate you and uh we'll get back to that at some point but right now we have paloma villacana on the line from fox 5 sports to talk all things lv aces and paloma we appreciate your time the aces are on a two-game losing streak what is going on how how, how are they <laughs> how are they uh all of a sudden hitting the struggle bus at this stage of the game isn't it crazy to be like oh no the aces are on a two-game losing streak <laughs> right <laughs> Yes. They, they're, they, they're losing again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like a shockwave through Vegas because they've been so dominant uh, early on this season. You know, they went on a seven-game win streak earlier this season. So, um, yeah, it, it, to be honest, it's been a really surprising past couple of games with just the team's energy, their pace, their, their fight on defense. Uh, the game against Chicago where they scored 41 points in the first quarter, 
That was incredible. Incredible. Right. They knocked down seven threes in the first quarter. Almost every single starter had knocked down a three. And I was like, what is going on? And then, you know, for Chicago to come back 28 points, you know, the largest comeback in WNBA history. Um, that game, I went on air and I was like, I don't know what happened, but the Aces went to bed at 8 o'clock. I went to bed at 8 o'clock. Everyone went to bed at 8 o'clock. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, you know, I think, you know, what, what Becky Hammond told us on Saturday against their loss, their 104 to 95 loss to Chicago was she said they needed a good butt kicking and mm-hmm. which I can say on air, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know, they, she, they needed this, they needed a, a loss like this, you know, they needed a, um, a chippy aggressive loss, uh, like this in the middle of their season to, to propel forward. But, um, you know, credit Washington Mystics. They're yeah. they're playing really well right now. They were shooting really well on uh, on Saturday. They didn't miss much shots. I think they finished the game around fifty percent from the field. Uh, so they were they were shooting the heck out of the ball on on Saturday. So credit to Mystics. I know Jackie Young put the game in OT, so that right. was exciting to watch. Um, but I, I just think shots have not been falling down recently for the Aces. I don't know if they just have lost kind of their spark and their 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 pickup on on offense, and then defensively, uh, you know, they've just kind of hit a bump in the road. But I think tonight is the night they need to bounce back against the Sparks. Um, you know, they've they've already taken down the Sparks twice this season, and LA has a new a new coach. Derek Fisher is no longer with them, so uh, yeah, they they need to win tonight. They got to win tonight. If if they lose tonight, then it's not pretty. You know, I know Becky Hammond and her coaching staff are going to be pissed. So right. uh, we did not speak to the game. We did not speak to the team uh, Saturday after the game uh, because there was uh, smoke in Michelob Ultra Arena. So we're going to hear from Becky Hammond pregame, but mm. we weren't able to hear from the team after their OT, their first first OT loss of the season right yeah that was and that was fun i mean jackie young forced overtime that was great and it just seemed like they ran out of gas once overtime hit and and paloma to me it feels like even going back to the the game against the sky where they were up 28 it felt like they just hit a stretch where they they couldn't get a bucket and then they couldn't snap themselves out of it right and then it just snowballed defensively how does coach hammond go about trying to set something up so when they go on a little bit of a lull where they don't score for you know a couple times up and down the court maybe she resets or calls a certain set play that gets someone uh one of their easy looks and gets a bucket because sometimes they just need to see that ball go through the rim yeah and i think that's why they signed iliana rupert their their new center she's six seven uh she can shoot the three so i i think they just signed her for that reason for you know if if chelsea gray or kelsey plum if they go on a shooting slump which is rare it's rare but it has happened this season where Kelsey Plum or even Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson has had some nights. Yeah. You know, she's 0 for 6 coming out. She's 0 for 7 coming out. Um, and, and uh, you know, they need someone to, to pick it up offensively. Um, and, and, you know, credit Dierica Hamby. Dierica Hamby, yeah. to me, seems like she brings a spark uh, defensively and, and she can, you know, she can hoop too on, on the offensive side. So uh, I think they, they, it's that thing with the Aces. You think they have depth, but. I think they need to, to, to show that they have depth. Uh, hats off to Teresa Plaisson, I think is how you say her last yeah, name. Yeah, 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 got you. Yeah. Uh. Uh, she's tall. She's come off the bench with some heat. She's mm-hmm. hit some big threes. Uh, so, so I think we need to see more of the bench step up. 
uh, Asia Shepard, their rookie. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, we've seen Asia Wilson and Chelsea Gray and, and Kelsey Plum sometimes just hit that shooting slump, and then all of a sudden, you know, Chicago Sky goes on a run, and, and then they're down 28 points. Right. Exactly. It's incredible. It really is. We're talking with yeah. Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Raider Nation Radio 920 on SA Roughness. How about Chelsea Gray? She's not with the team tonight for uh, personal reasons. How much is mm-hmm. that going to hurt the Aces not having their floor general? Yeah, that, that was interesting seeing that today. Um, you know, I, I texted the Aces PR guy, and he said, yeah, she's, she's just not with the team uh, on the road. And they're playing the, you know, the entire week on the road. So, I uh, don't know what's going on with Chelsea. Hope she's okay and everything. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's a huge missing part of of your 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 scheme, your system. You know your your energy. You know I think she brings a fight on both ends of the floor. So I think Dierica Hamby is gonna gonna step up. You know I yeah. think Jackie Young is gonna step up. Uh, and and that's where I say they need more production from their bench. They need more fire from their bench. The rookies are going to have to step up. Maybe we'll see more playing time from their new signee, uh, Ileana Rupert. Um, so, so that's that's you know exciting to see bench get some more time in there. But yeah, I hope Chelsea Gray's just you know out for this game and she can join them uh, in Seattle on Wednesday. But um, you know, I, I give my best to Chelsea Gray and whatever she's out for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, that's the that's the floor general, and you want to make sure that everything is, is okay with her, so hopefully it is, because man, she is needed in a major way, and she's just a hell of a player, and just a really cool person as well. I mean, just getting to talk to her for a few minutes is always great yeah. uh, to catch up with her. So, uh, as far as uh, Hamby goes, you talked about her a couple times. She, to me, has been, she's been that energizer bunny. Like, there's nothing that she does mm-hmm. that is, you know, I don't want to say pretty, because I'm not trying to say that her, her game is sloppy. I'm just saying that everything that she does, like, she's always around the ball. It's just like she's almost like the cleanup lady. You know, she cleans up everything, yeah. and she's just always around the ball. She's been playing some inspired ball this year. Yeah, I think we've seen her really flourish under Becky Hammond this season. In my experience, I'm like, wait, I didn't even realize Hamby was this good. You know, she's she's creating turnovers. She's scoring layups, offensive rebounds. You know, she's there. She's, she's, being, she's playing very aggressive this season, which is exciting to see, and I know that Becky Hammond wants to to see the best out of them, and she's really getting the best out of her players this season, putting them in the right spot. So excited to see Hamby. Uh, maybe Hamby will have to step up tonight. I don't know. Maybe she has to step up tonight right. for sure uh, without Chelsea Gray. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Hamby's awesome. Not only is she a mother who, who has her daughter, Amaya, at all the games, but to her to see her be aggressive on both ends of the floor and forcing turnovers and – uh, you know, she's she's been balling this season, so yeah. she's she's a crucial part of this team for sure. Yeah, Paloma, it came out this past weekend that Becky Hammond is going to be a coach for the WNBA All-Star Game that's yeah. taking place on July 10th. Have you talked to Coach Hammond about receiving that honor of being an All-Star coach in just her first season in the WNBA? I have not spoken to her yet since that came out, but we will probably speak to her tonight about it but no doubt I mean no doubt she she's got to be she's got to be their coach you know so that's exciting um you know she's she's just trailblazing with her historic start that she had with the aces uh you know now that she's the ace now that she's all-star head coach that's awesome to see you know I could see Becky Hammond coaching the Olympic team in the future uh, you know, this is this is the only beginning for her, and it's it's been awesome to be here in Vegas and and witness all this courtside, uh, just seeing you know in the presence of greatness. But 
not only just Becky, it's her entire coaching staff that she's brought over to. They're so talented uh, and they're coming from the NBA. They have the NBA experience and they're just a melting pot of what works with their teams in the NBA and how do they translate it to fit Asia Wilson, Dierka Hamby, Chelsea Gray. Uh, and so far, they've they've done a good job. They've definitely done a good job. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they have, and they got plenty of representation going to be at the All-Star game. But I know Coach Hammond's cared. She cares more about the games that matter, you know, the games like tonight's game against the Sparks. Yep. Wants to snap that uh, losing streak that the Aces are currently on. And, uh, Paloma, you mentioned the NBA. How about Summer League? It's right around the corner. It's going to be started up July 7th. How excited and pumped up are you for Summer League? Yeah, that's exciting. I, I was just checking my calendar the other day. Like, how many days till we have till Summer League? Right. Uh, what's Not even many. more exciting is, yeah, I mean, I, probably like less than two weeks. Right. Um, so that's that's exciting. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, Donovan Williams running yeah. Rebel, Bryce Hamilton running Rebel. So so excited to get some guys who, who could possibly be playing in summer league uh out here in vegas so hey at least we have some familiar faces every time i go to summer league i'm like i'm trying to see if there are any local guys and you know it's a hit or miss with unlv whether guys are at summer league so it's exciting to see that you know donovan williams and bryce hamilton uh could be there so some red and rebels back on their home turf yeah, man, no, it's, it's going to be cool to see them. And, you know, there's uh, there's other guys that are local that are going to be uh, here in town as well. But I just I think it just kind of sets us up. You know, I, we all t- anticipate an NBA team eventually being here. And the summer league, I feel like that kind of opens the door where all these games are going on, eight games a day. I mean, you can go there and get a cheap ticket and spend the whole day there. I just I think it just, you know, kind of it kind of backs us up when we say that this is definitely an NBA community as well. And it shows it when summer league's here. Definitely, definitely. I was telling someone at the Aces game who was visiting, they were like, wow, there's so many people here. You know, there's traffic backed up getting to the Michelob Ultra Arena. You know, it's exciting to see that Vegas is a hoop, hoop city. And I was like, oh, yeah. Me, personally, I've covered more basketball games here in Vegas than football games. You know, wow, with, yeah. with UNLV, you know, there's only 12 games. You right. know, I've only covered 12 football games here. When it comes to basketball, I've covered over 100 basketball games here in <laughs> Vegas just in my short time here at Fox 5. And um, the, Aces, the Aces general manager, Natalie Williams, you know, she's so excited to see the Aces games packed. She's so excited to see so many young kids at, at the Aces games who are, who are a big part of this community. So it's been awesome to see more and more fans at the Aces games. Yeah, it really is. I was talking about that just the other day about how much fun it is to be out there and the atmosphere is electric. The team is obviously good, but I really feel like this game is, is growing, the WNBA game, and uh, you know the young ladies are obviously putting on a hell of a show each and every night at the Michelob Ultra Arena, and it just helps kind of uh, draw attention to how good the WNBA can really be, and I think more people are starting to, they're starting to gravitate to that, and even when they come to town, they make it a priority to go to an Aces game. Yeah, and, and to be honest, it's been really exciting to see how how much Vegas cares about the Aces and the WNBA, but also how many how many people care about Brittany Griner and her situation in Russia and right. how many people off the street will be like, oh, you cover the Aces? Oh my gosh, I've been following the story about Brittany Griner. That's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, her her court date and everything. So I think I think you know it's a really sad situation with Griner and her her detained in in Russia, but it's also showing people like wow I didn't realize how many people cared about the WNBA and wants wants to promote the WNBA and and, and talk about the WNBA and you know stop me in the middle of the street and ask me about Brittany Griner you right, know so yeah. um, it, it's great to see people love the sport and you know all about 
the, the Title IX and the talk about equality, it's great to see that people are, are starting to get more and more interested in the WNBA. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. And uh, Brittany Griner, we found out today her, her court hearing is going to begin on July 1st. Looks like she's been extended another six months. She's already been there four months. So yeah. I can only imagine the, the wear and tear and the, the mental strain that she's going through uh, being there locked up in, in Russia. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being locked up here in town, let alone in Russia. You know what I mean? Like that's just yeah. – Whew, that's that's pretty that's pretty rough. So we all hope that BG returns home sooner rather than later. But Paloma, fantastic stuff. Uh, what do you got coming out on Fox Five that I need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, I'm just keeping up with the Aces, doing some off season stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice that the Aces are on the road for a week, so I can kind of <laughs> you know catch my breath for a second. But you know, always always working on local stories, and then summer league summer league is coming up. Um, so so yeah, and then you know the football is right around the corner. The Raiders are right around yep. the corner. Um, like it's it's June twenty seventh. I looked at my calendar. I was like, oh, football season. Football season's yep. here. Like right. I mean, football season's like next week, basically. Mm, so. Yep. Um, you know, Coach Arroyo and his strength his strength staff have been posting a lot of videos of them working out, and um, you know they look really great. A lot of transfers in their program, so I expect them to have a brand new team. And you know, everyone's ready to see what the Raiders will look like under this new leadership. So there's a lot of stories building up to football season. So that's yeah. exciting. No, there really is, and I'm I'm working on that uh, that live broadcast from the Circa. And when I when I land oh, it, yeah, I'll let you know yes. about it. You gotta gotta <laughs> gotta be a part of that show. That'll be epic. <laughs> definitely, definitely gotta be a part of that. <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, Paloma, thanks for giving us some time today. We do appreciate you. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye. All right. See you. There she goes. Paloma Villacana, Fox 5 Sports, does a fantastic job covering everything here around town. And I got to give a lot of props to Paloma, to Mick Akers, to Ed Graney, Adam Hill. You know, the, the list goes on and on and on of, of just great journalists uh, and, and people that we have covering our, our local sports. Sam Gordon does a fantastic job. Uh, obviously, Heidi and Cassie, they do a fantastic job as well. Vinny, I can never leave him out. But again, the list goes on and on. With everything that we have to cover, I feel like we do a pretty good job of getting everything uh, covered. I'm actually trying to work on doing a little bit better myself, being out and about a little bit more. So uh, we got some really good people, some go-tos that we can have, and uh, definitely appreciate their time here on the show. 446 at the time. Matter of fact, let me do this right now before I forget. Caller number nine is what I'm looking for. 702-365-9200. Been talking about Summer League a lot. I have four pack of tickets want to give out right now. Caller number nine is what I'm looking for. 702-365-9200. July 7th through the 17th at the Thomas and Mac and the Cox Pavilion. You want to go? We got your tickets. Holler at us. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Five. Mineke doing car care right. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. 4.49 is the time. Got to give a big shout-out to my guy, Alan in Vegas. Got hooked up with a four-pack of tickets to go uh, to see Summer League. Uh, it's going to be at the Thomas and & Mac, and it's also at the Cox Pavilion right there in the same little parking lot. So, uh, yeah, he's going to go hang out and check it out July 7th through the 17th, eight games a day. So that's a fun day out for the family. As a matter of fact, Alan is on the phone lines. Alan, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. Hey, Damon. Uh, I appreciate the tickets. I've always wanted to go to Summer League and check out the new stars. And this draft was, was very deep, 1 through 30. It'd be great to just check them out and see if, you know, they can pull something out and get on a roster this year. 
There you go. There you go. Hey, th thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, that's the beauty of it, man. You go to Summer League and you see these guys, these young dudes, and you go out there and you see them compete. And, you know, the NBA is so different than the NFL draft. If you're a first-round pick at the NFL, you know that you're on a roster. You know there's no doubt about it. You're a second-round pick. You're on a roster. Most of the time, even if you're a third-round pick, you're going to be on a roster, right? But in the, in the NBA, man, outside of the, the top, you know, four, top five, you know, even lottery picks, sometimes there's questions that these guys are even going to make it or not. I mean, really, they only have two rounds. You know, and if you're a second-round pick like Draymond Green was, it's like, oh, man, there's no way this guy's going to make the, the team. Obviously, there's, there's uh, exceptions to the rule because Draymond Green's a hell of a player, and even though he was taken in the second round, he went out there and proved that he belonged in the league. So, I mean, you can obviously make it, but it's just so many questions. You never really know exactly how it's going to shake out and, and if you're going to be on that team, if you're going to go down to the G League. I remember one year – uh, Jeremy Jeremy Lin was the big the big attraction there, and uh, everyone was talking about him. And of course, he ended up going on and and doing some good things in uh, in New York when Carmelo was out, and really created that Lin sanity. I never thought he was great. I know he turned that into a pretty decent contract with the Houston Rockets. I know he was part of the the Warriors when he was uh, at summer league before. So uh, there's there's a, a lot of things. You know, stars could be born at summer league. I remember seeing Steph Curry play during summer league, and uh, his the action that he was able to show was was great. And you see a bunch of players that are currently in the league. You see them walking around, uh, checking out the new action. I, I I can't remember where we were. I think I was just getting into town one day, and I was at the uh, airport here in Las Vegas, and I think KD was getting onto the airport or getting onto the plane like he was about to leave. So KD had just been here uh, checking out the action, and you, you just never know who you're going to be sitting next to or who's going to be uh, walking in. I think uh, one time my mom and a little Q had gone to a game, and Floyd Mayweather was sitting, uh, you know, courtside. Or, uh, yeah, courtside. And uh, little Q was, oh, that's Money Mayweather. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You just never know. You never know. Um, I'm Obviously, I'm a big fan of Floyd's game, the way he – you know, he's, he's able to conduct himself in the ring. Not a big fan of him outside of the ring. <laughs> Not a big fan of just the action or lack of action either, but I have to give him all the credit in the world for being the dude that he is. I mean, he's one of the greatest just because he's a technician, the way, you know, the way he operates. But it doesn't make for the most exciting fight. But, uh, yeah, the dude outside of the ring I'm not a big fan of, so there's that. But, you know. It is what it is. Again, you never know who's going to show up to Summer League, so I think that that is really cool. So there you go uh, with that. Congratulations, Alan. We do appreciate you chiming in on the show. Got a couple texts that I want to get to uh, real quick. Uh, let's see. Sir Whiskey Ray chimed in again. Q&D, I'm going to keep it real. As a, as a diehard A's fan, Major League Baseball has given the organization a gift by not applying a relocation fee to Las Vegas. It makes me sick that the A's ownership is cheap as – Poo poo, and once again, just a matter of time before sports teams leave the Bay Area. If I'm Las Vegas, I get this done today and welcome the A's with open arms. It's tough being an A's fan. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, I agree. I, I agree with them giving it the, the A's a huge break by not applying a relocation fee. But I'm telling you, if I'm Las Vegas, I'm thinking a long and hard before I'm trying to trying to bring them into the to the area and help them get a new stadium because I just don't know. I honestly don't know what they're going to do as far as their business venture. You know what I mean? I don't know how they're going to conduct themselves. If they decide that they're going to have stars on their team and they're going to invest in their team and show that they want to win, then, yeah, great. That sounds good. But, I mean, they're just not a good team. And even when they are a good team, you know, they, they, they find ways to get it done. But, like, right now their record is 25-49. and 49. That, You tell me that's going to last on the Las Vegas Strip very long? 25 and 49? It's not even the All-Star break. Everyone would have gave up on that team already. 
They would have been like, nah, that's cool. I'd rather go do something else. I'll go to the, if I have a choice to go to the Aces game or I have a choice to go to the A's game, guess where I'm going? I'm going to see the Aces. They're, they're a team that wins. I mean, look at UNLV. DeMond, you know. Look at UNLV. They struggle to get people at games. You know why? Because they're not winning. But when it is, but it is go, and it goes to show, back, back when even when it was like the possibility of being a, a tournament team, it was rocking. The right opponent comes into town. Right. A, a nice ranked team. Right. But still today, it's, hey, it's looking lean. Right. It's looking very lean, man. So they, if they're going to come to town, again, as an A's fan, everyone hits me up like, man, you should be excited. That'd be great. I just don't want to see them come to town with that kind of plan. They come to town, and they're going to have their players, and they're going to you know, have their stars. Cool. No doubt. But if they're not, no thanks. <laughs> Big Dub Raider hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line. <laughs> 69187, keyword R&R. This is a funny one to drop to, to close out the night. Hey, Q, what about that James Wiseman interview from Summer League last year? LOL, go Raiders. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know what he's talking about, I thought I was so slick. I was going to go interview James Wiseman while me and Little Q were at Summer League last year. And I went up to him and said, hey, man, can I knock out a quick interview? I introduced myself. He's like, yeah, no problem. And I said, hey, uh, I'm here at Summer League with James Wiseman. And dude cut me off. He's like, I'm not James Wiseman. <laughs> oh, big dub Raider. Why did you forget about that? I did. I forgot about that, man. We all have those moments. We always mess up one interview, right? Well, that was the one. Man, Little Q was laughing at me. He's like, ha, got him. Got him, Dad. Got him. So, yeah, that was not my best moment, but it is what it is. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate. Vinny Boston, New York, Clay Baker, 7 a.m. right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Good night. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, Q. Um, good to see you.